Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We're coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans Studios. Home is more than a house. It's a personal paradise. Get yours with Rocket Mortgage. Push button. Get mortgage. Get your Rocket Mortgage on, son. Our toll-free line, 855-212-4CBS, is brought to you by GEICO. Great news. You can save a bunch of money. Switch to GEICO. Go to GEICO.com. And in 15 minutes, you can save 15% or more on your car insurance. So the Seahawks, of course they won, 30-29, to and now 18-2 uh, and two in prime time since 2010, and 9-1 and on Thursday nights. But I got to tell you, you cannot say anything other than a couple issues. The Rams' defense is pathetic. And secondly, Greg Zerline absolutely should have to eat soap after that shank. I mean, honestly, dude, he has a, a he kicked three of four tonight. He made the ones that didn't matter. Three nothing, six nothing, 29-24, right? It was 26-24, and he made one. And then the game winner, he walks out there and just and misses everything. So, I mean, it was close. I don't care how close it is. When you miss, you miss, right? It doesn't matter if it's a foot or five or 20 feet. He missed, and that's all that matters. And it is absolutely baffling to me how uh, it is surreal how every kick now has become the most laborious thing you've ever seen in your life in the NFL. These guys are absolutely terrible. They are. Every extra point has become a nightmare, and game-winning field goals are non-existent. Are, are they not like the hardest? It is literally the hardest thing to do in, in all of football is now kick a field goal. It is the hardest job in sports. Because no one makes them. Have you ever noticed? Don't even tell me that that guy, he's one of the best kickers in the league, right? How does he miss a 43-yarder from dead center? I mean, you know he was going to miss, right? I mean, I, we the, we had weather here, right? So whenever it rains here, the TV goes out. So we never even saw it. It was going out, the TV. So I knew that I was going to miss the kick. But I saw all I saw was the fans jumping up and down. So I knew he missed, right? Because the TV was going in and out. And I'm just thinking to myself... <laughs> It is so unbelievable to me that that guy missed. And remember, the spread was one and a half, right? So they beat him 30 to 29. I covered the spread. But I don't give a rat's ass. When I watch that pathetic team, they are pathetic. I don't care what anybody says. I am standing by everything I say. That team is going nowhere because of that defense. Now, I think Zerline's a good kicker, but tonight you suck, dude. Nice miss. You get paid a lot of money, and when it mattered, you couldn't kick a game winner for 43 yards. He does that in his sleep. Let me tell you something. These guys go, I know, they go to practice. They do nothing. They sit there on the sideline and kick field goals for an hour and stand around scratching their onions. They do absolutely nothing. They, do, they make millions, and, they, and the guy does nothing all day long. He'll hit a few field goals, right? That's his day. And then in the game, when it matters, did you see him miss that? I mean... It is, it's inexplicable to me how these guys miss. I mean, they miss now more than ever that I've ever seen in my life. 
Listen, do you remember Morton Anderson and like Gary Anderson, the two kickers? The remember the long time they they both kicked forever. Do you remember how long those guys kicked? They never missed those. Just so you know, those guys never missed. I, I saw Gary Anderson. I showed you the one right, a fifty-one yarder in overtime in a wild card game at the Astrodome. Right? Did he not nail it? I mean, I'm telling you, these guys kick about two of ten. Now, you see a guy make a 56-yarder to win a game like Lutz, then you won't see it again for three months because all they do is miss. Tell me I'm wrong, Carver High. All they do is miss. I don't disagree with you. The Extra points they miss. A field goal kicking in the National Football League as it's bad. It's just, it's really bad. And then who did the Patriots pick up? Mike Nugent? They might as well have gotten Ted Nugent. Well, that's the one thing. Uh, the Patriots are going to find out what life's like without, you know, one of the three or four best guys, you know. There's only a couple guys in the league that you can count on. That you can rely on. Look, like Tucker in Baltimore. I mean, Tucker in Baltimore, I mean, you know he's making it. I know that. Do you remember when he missed, though, and everybody almost right, fell over? Right, because he never misses. He ne- but now he does. But, but uh, not, that's the only one he's missed. Okay, well, now he'll join the club of losers. None of them can make him. I mean, it's, it's literally none of them. They miss all the time. I'm not even making this stuff up. They miss all the time. These kicks are, they have become the the most difficult, uh, just, it is laborious. I mean, watching them try to make these field goals, it's embarrassing. And you know the one that always works, literally 100% of the time, the freeze, right? The Mr. Freeze, you you, you call timeout right before the guy kicks it in college or pro, they, they always miss. Because the guy will make the one that they freeze, right? The, the guy kicks it anyway and he makes it, right? And they wave it off and then they make him kick it again. And then the second one, they always miss, right? Like 110% of the time they miss. A guy can't kick two of them in a row. He'll miss the second one every time. It's like automatic. When I see it, like in-game betting, that's the bet you need to make from now on. If you can get an in-game bet on it on a second kick at the end of the game, that's the kind of betting I like. George in L.A., you're on CBS Sports Radio. How pathetic is your team, dude? They're pretty pathetic, brother. At least my daughter's one. But, yeah, you're right. We got no damn defense. If we don't get a defense going, we have no chance. Golf did play a good game. I mean, you got to give him credit. Uh, that was the miracle interception at the end there. But, um, yeah, our defense sucks. Yeah, we actually, you know, I thought it was a miracle. Uh, I'll give you that. I thought it was a miracle interception. But I actually, um, I got to be honest with you. I mean, I didn't, I didn't think he was bad. Okay, I'm not going to go there. I'm not going to say he was bad, but um, yeah, I don't. I, I didn't think he was that good either. Goff tonight. No, I I, I agree, but he's good experience, and you go in that that place there's so loud and so you know it caused all the false starts and the delays in the game. I mean, I, but, listen, uh, I'm not blaming him for anything. All right, but I will say this: the one time when he was about to get sacked in the end zone, he almost threw that pick right there. That was a stupid ass play. And then I got to tell you. I'm not blaming him for anything. I'm blaming their defense. I'm blaming Wade Phillips, and I'm blaming the players, more so the players, and I'm blaming Zerloin. Zerloin, that is an absolute joke field goal. I don't care how loud it is. That's a joke. 43 yards today for a professional uh, field goal kicker that makes millions because they pay him a few mil. I mean, he's got the starting kicker. I guarantee he's making two or three million, Carver High, right, at least. They do. $3 million, a guy can't kick a 43-yarder. I mean, you got to be kidding me. I don't even care if he kicked three of them before that. You know why? Because all those had no pressure. 
Absolute no pressure. It's easy. In his sleep, he does it. But when the pressure was on, the guy missed it. And that's all there is to it. You suck. You eat soap the whole flight home. Honestly, how bad was that? Like 43 yards from dead center. The guy missed it. I mean, you got to be kidding me. You're, and your defense is deplorable. Let me tell you something. You said it. If they don't figure that out, figure it out. I said the same thing an hour ago. What, are they going to figure it out on Christmas Day? Is, you know, is, is someone going to give them a gift of how to play defense? They're not going to figure it out. That defense has a bunch of old, washed-up players on it and veterans. They suck. They can't stop anything. Remember, they, they, uh, Tampa put 55 on their ass last week. 55. That's it. And then they give up 30 right on the road to Seattle. Listen. I don't care what you say, 85 points in two weeks. They have figured nothing out. Their defense is terrible. Flush, period. That's it. They will never be good. That, they're not winning any Super Bowl with that defense. There no, you go. You're, you're right. I am right. right. They're terrible. Well, the way I see it, Pharrell, is, is just going to be a rebuilding program as far as their defense and maybe next year. <laughs> maybe next year. Go root for the Dodgers, George. And the Lakers. The Rams. The Rams are the Rams, aren't they? Are they not always the Rams? They really are. They end up being the Rams at the end of the day, don't they? Seriously. Steven, Seattle, shake it up, buddy. Shake it up, Scotty. What's happening? Oh, man, what a game. Who needs cardio when you can just watch a game like that? You know, it was just down to the wire, nerve-wracking. Uh, I think both defenses... Uh, kind of uh, had a struggle at times. We gave up a, a boatload of yards. But, uh, you know, like I said, this Rams team is, is good offensively. Defensively, they're obviously not as good as last year or the year before. You know, so I'm just uh, happy to sneak away with the win. It was a, a great Thursday night game, unlike some of them. And, uh, yeah, I'm just happy. But now I'm bummed there's no Seahawks on Sunday. Well, uh, I'd rather have a win than worry about seeing him play in three days, uh, to be honest with you. I got to tell you, I Goff threw for uh, 395 yards. It wasn't bad. He was 29 of 49, and um, he had a pick. And Wilson uh, was more efficient, 17 of 23, a lot tighter, four touchdown passes, 268. I thought for sure, uh, without a doubt, uh, Wilson had a better game than Goff. Goff is this uh, high-priced guy. Wilson also 140 million. Wilson played better without a doubt. Four touchdowns, no picks. That's it. He had a better game. And they won because of Wilson. They won the game because of Wilson. And they won the game because the Rams cannot stop any play at all. They cannot stop the run, and they definitely cannot stop the pass. Uh, they, they are they're awful. And I said this before. They might as well just trade him. I know that people say I'm insane. No reason to pay Aaron Donald all that money because he's, he's literally playing by himself. He, he's playing by himself. He is literally by himself rushing the passer, and there's no one else on the defense that makes any plays. So, I mean, rebuild. The guy said rebuild and, and worry about next year. Uh, they have a massive problem on their hands. I got to tell you, take a really good look in the last two weeks. There's exactly who you are. That's your team right there, the team that gave up 85 points. And then uh, Seattle, uh, Wilson, as long as that guy's healthy, you could win every single game you play because uh, he's in every game. Every game, you have to deal with him. He's a nightmare. Dealing with him is a nightmare. Yard uh, game. Uh, boy, he really scared me with that the last touchdown when he bobbled that. 
I was like, no, oh my God, you know, I was fourth down and, and yeah, it wasn't. It really down. wasn't that emotional. It was an easy tip. He caught it. He could have caught it drunk. <laughs> I know, but it, he batted it in the air, five feet in the air. He, he could have. He could have juggled three balls and still caught it. I didn't think it was hard at all. He, he, in fact, he did it like one-handed. It was not hard at all. I think it, it was just nerve-wracking. You just yeah. thought it was nerve-wracking when you saw it bounce out of his hands. I thought I, I, I thought the other too. play was nerve-wracking when he threw the ball back on the third down and he and he tossed it back like yeah. he was playing in the Big Ten again. It was a stupid play. I, you do a dive play to Chris Carson and just hope he can get two yards. Right. You, know? you, you go the most direct route. And they try and, oh, let's go around the end. Listen, and was, I thought the Rams the Rams should have won the game. That's it. The Rams should have won the game. They had it. They moved it right down the field. The guy's got it. What was it, a 43-yarder? And he he chunked it. That's it. They should have won the game. I don't care what anybody says. They moved down the field. No problem. They set up a game-winning chip shot. That's a chip shot. Isn't the extra point 33 yards? This was 10 yards more. It's a joke. 43 yards. Do you understand their their accuracy? An NFL kicker between 40 and 50 yards is outrageous. These guys nail 95% of their kicks. And then you go to 50 and on, and then it gets sketchy, right? But from 30 to 30 to 50, these guys are lethal. But on extra points now and game-winning field goals, the league has a real problem. It might have been the best thing they ever did to the league, I got to tell you, the moving it back, because it has changed the game dynamically. The game has changed dynamically now because every single game. Name the last game you've watched in the NFL, seriously, Carver High, that you haven't seen a missed field goal or extra point. Name a game you haven't seen one. It's very rare. It's just automatic. Every single game you see these guys butchering extra points and field goals. That's all there is to it. It has become a monstrosity trying to kick a, a field goal in the NFL. It really, it's embarrassing. It really is. It's laughable. You know, in my opinion, if you want to get rich quick, uh, learn how to kick field goals and be deadly accurate. They should really, you know, remember uh, a month ago, there the fascination was get Carly Lloyd a job kicking or whatever. Wasn't that who it was? Uh, and she was kicking 55-yarders. She should try out for a team because she can kick dead center 55-yarders. I don't care if they're soccer balls and footballs. I don't care if she's kicking garbage cans. She makes them, and these guys suck. I mean, the guys in the NFL, literally, the ones I'm watching, they all suck. I mean, they're terrible. I, there isn't a guy in the league that I trust. Not one. I Literally not one. Including Zerline or Lutz, any of them. They all suck, and that's all there is to it. Watching them kick now is laughable. It is. Right, that's why you're talking guys like Vinatieri just staying at, what, 45? That's why you're bringing back guys like Matt Bryan in Atlanta after you've already cut him, and he's been on the road to retirement. Because, because he kicks him through. Because there's so much, they're like, their accuracy still at that age is better than these 23-year-olds somehow. Because they can kick between 30 and 50 yards deadly. And then you go out 55, 60, they can't do it. These guys like Lutz, they'll kick one 56, 58-yarder the whole year, right? Those are, those are very hard to kick. But uh, I thought they should be embarrassed tonight, the Rams, by that defense and by that, uh, that game-winning field goal. It, it, the whole thing was so – it's laughable how embarrassing they look. You're listening to Pharrell on the bench. All right, 855-212-4227 is the number to get on – the bench. Just so you know, um, the Dodgers won. Then tomorrow night they play him again at Chavez Ravine and Kershaw is pitching. Nothing like seeing Bueller and Kershaw back-to-back, right? Or how about Verlander and Cole, then Grinky? So tomorrow you got Rays Astros. That's at 2.05 Eastern on FS1. Then at 4.37 on TBS, Braves Cardinals. 
Carver, how do you think the Cardinals will do it again with Flaherty and, and go up two and be done with it? That had to suck the life out of the Braves tonight. I, I really don't want to see the Cardinals win. You know I hate the Cardinals. I know you I hate them, but. Them. Um, this is like you said, this is going to be typical Cardinal here. They're going to go take the first two games in Atlanta and then split at home and go on to the NLCS. You can just, you can just smell the it. The writing's just on the wall. That it, tonight. it is beyond me. I cannot say it enough that this team, over the course of my lifetime, in the history of my lifetime, all they do is win. Whenever they get in the postseason, they win. I mean, it is crazy what what they do in the postseason. They are an absolute winner franchise. When you think of the great franchises in you know in baseball history. You absolutely, unequivocally have to put the St. Louis Cardinals in there. I mean, you have to. Right? I mean, you know, you talk about the Cubs and all this nonsense. They waited 108 years. They can't even hold a candle to the Cardinals. They can't. The rivalry. There is no rivalry. 11 to 1, right, in championships? Isn't it something like that? So, uh, every time they go, they do damage. It is surreal watching it. It's just like... And I knew it. How many times did I tell you? Did I not say this going into it? Like, did I not talk to Dale Murphy last night? I said, you better be careful. This team, all they do is win in the playoffs, the, the Cardinals. That's all they do. And didn't I say to you many times, Carver, we had this conversation. I'm like, the Cardinals are going to go. They're going to go. They're going to end up facing the Dodgers. It's always the years that you don't expect it, and suddenly they're there. Do you remember, there. like, and the Giants? Do you remember they'd get in there and win it? Yeah, well, that was, you know, uh, 2010, 2012, 2014. But I remember, like, the like Cardinal teams with, like, Jack Clark and all those guys. I mean, do you remember? They were always good. That's all I know. Always, always good. And then uh, the Twins-Yankees is at 7.07 Eastern in the Boogie Down Bronx. Uh, Barrios against Paxton. You heard him. Two and thirteen is that what their record is in the playoffs against the Yankees? And then uh, Nationals Dodgers is Strasburg Kershaw. That's a great uh, matchup there. I got to tell you, Kershaw is unbelievable, but so is Strasburg, right? Would you give Strasburg a good shot in that game? Well, what worries me about Strasburg is is that he had to pitch in the game on right, the other Tuesday day. night. So right. that, you know, uh, did he throw a ton? I forget how many pitches he threw in that game against um, the Brewers the other night, right. but. He just threw the ball. So, that could be a factor. I think that the Nats had to win tonight. Corbin had outstanding numbers against the Dodgers. I thought that this was the game that the Nats had to win here tonight. Yeah, I'll give you that. And uh, but they got... I, I don't like that matchup for them. I just... I don't like Strasburg pitching again that soon. But once again, they got their ass beat because the Dodgers' bats are so sickening, right? And didn't, like, no names do it? Lux and these guys right. hitting home runs? I mean, at the end of the night, right? So, <laughs> Munts, it, their first run was Muncie Walk. Pollock scored. Uh, and then in the fifth, Bellinger scored on an error by first baseman Kendrick. Muncie's safe at, at first on an error by Kendrick. Taylor to second, blah, blah. It's 2 nothing. And then Muncie single to right. Peterson scored and Turner scored. Taylor to third. Then in the eighth, Lux homered. Then Peterson homered. I mean, 6 nothing. They destroyed him. And then Bueller, his numbers, six innings, no runs, three walks, eight strikeouts. How impressive was that? 100 uh, pitches, 62 strikes. But I going back to that Cardinal thing, the Braves, you know, you're down 7-3 in the ninth. You give up four runs in the ninth. Then you hit a, a two-run homer. 
Then you hit a solo homer, right? Everybody's getting all crazy and fired up, and then you still lose. Because when Mafia told me, he goes, they just hit back-to-back or, you know, hit two home runs, and I'm like, but they're still going to lose. They're not going to score four runs. And the next thing you know, uh, they lost 7-6. So they, they got everybody all worked up and lathered up. Freeman hit the second one, right? And then, uh, but that was it. It was too late. Game over. So, and caught looking to end the game. Marcake is standing there just picking his nose. I mean, honestly, dude. And then look at the fans. They're just, they just want to get some blow. They want to go home. They're done. Because seven, six, I'm telling you, that team is lethal. 14 hits, two errors, they still win. And they were down 3-1. They never lose in the postseason, ever. And that's why, that's why Carver I hates them. I used to have a roommate, this guy in college, that was the biggest Cardinal fan uh, that I've ever known in my life. This femme, he used to walk around in his little Cardinal underwear around the room, you know, in the, in the apartment. He'd, he'd wear everything, Cardinal underwear, Cardinal pajamas. He wore Cardinal shirts, Cardinal hat. He never stopped. Right now, he's probably going to text me overnight and drop a few bombs on me because he knows how much I hate him, too. Like, like, honestly, I have legitimately no reason to, like, hate the Cardinals. Like, they've never, in my lifetime. No they reason to bother you. In my lifetime, they've never played the Yankees in a World Series, anything like so that. So why do you hate them? I just... For whatever reason, I can't stand that can't they always are in the mix. You know what it kind of really stems from? I think that I got bothered in 04 when the Yankees lost, you know, up 3-0 to the Red Sox, and then the Red Sox went to the World Series, right. and, and the Cardinals, like, didn't even show up in right. that series. I so think that that them. bothered me that year. So that's and the And then, reason. like, they ended up winning these World Series, like – Remember the year the Mets got the Mets played the Cardinals and then the Tigers are sitting there in the World Series like every Mets fan knows they should have won the World Series that year but the freaking Cardinals just swoop in and beat the Tigers in the World Series. I just they're always in the right place at the right, right time every postseason and I can't stand them. Is, is it, like I never play them. I, I never right? do. It's it, just is it eleven World Championships? Whatever it is, it is. Knows? It's like eleven or twelve, something like that. They're always in the right every year. It's like the the perfect thing happens to them. Like you watch. Like like this year, they'll end up beating the Braves and like something zany will happen and the Dodgers will lose to the Nationals and the Cardinals will be sitting there with home field advantage over right. the Nationals. Or like, how always about, or works how about out the for the Cardinals beat the Dodgers. Right, right. like well right like, on their, that would be right on their field. Right. I put nothing past them. It and it never ends. It never ends. And it started tonight with a win, seven six, they're down three one, and in the ninth inning they score four runs. You got to be kidding me. They had that Tony La Russa for so long sitting in the Whitey dugout. Whitey Herzog. Can't stand him either. I'm friends with Tony. Saves dogs' lives. He's a great human being. People love him everywhere. Except that night he got that Dewey. It definitely stems from the 04 World Series. Wasn't he in Jupiter? That place is bad luck, man. That's where all those rich people go to golf and get DUIs. Or go to uh, massage parlors late at night. Or in broad daylight. Did he get popped in broad daylight coming out of there? He fell asleep at the wheel at a red light. Oh, La Russa. Yeah. But I'm talking about Kraft. Kraft, yeah. Kraft a daylight uh, massage, yeah. right? He yeah. went in for the, the finishing touch. Yeah, he went in right before he flew to Kansas City for the game. It was but, like a morning session, wasn't but, it? Well, I hope so because they won the game. I think everyone should go to the old uh, rub down, if you know what I'm saying, before the game. I'll tell you a guy who needed a rub down tonight was uh, Greg Zerline. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. 
Play it at play.it. You're listening to Pharrell on the Bench. All right, don't forget, uh, PharrellOnTheBench.com. I keep raking for you. I hit the Rams uh, one and a half tonight with the spread. College football pro picks, there's no place better. How about through the first four weeks of the NFL season, 79%, 77%, 62%, and 71%. And back-to-back 64% weeks in college football, including last week hitting my top five ranked plays, seven of my top eight, eight of my top ten. There's nothing better. Hockey's back. We got all those picks. Boxing, MMA, baseball through the World Series. PharrellOnTheBench.com. It's F-E-R-R-A-L-L. PharrellOnTheBench.com. Sign up today. Hide the money from your wife. Because you're going to be making plenty. So, a couple things uh, that were interesting. Uh, the Mets fired Mickey Calloway today, finally, uh, after, you know, heavy speculation that that was going to happen. And I guess the question becomes, you know, who's going to replace him immediately, right? That That's the first thing everybody says, who's going to get the job? Now, I have seen all these lists of people, like these endless lists. They're embarrassing. One of them I saw, CBS has uh, David Wright as a candidate for the job. Like, are you? Wh- who wrote that? Who thought that one up? Like, honestly, they pay some guy to come up with that? Some caller who called the fan today probably thought that up. I mean, honest to God. David Wright. You know how that would turn out? I mean, just horribly. Just trust me. That guy has zero managing skill, zero ability to be a manager. I mean, why? the guy's never managed a day in his life. And you're going to tell me, like, teams are doing this nonsense now, these guys that have never done it. It doesn't work. It just does not work. And I'll tell you what, uh, these famous players, you know what happens to them? They lose their reputations. That's what happens to them. Like some player, like uh, David Wright, everybody loves him. Let him manage the Mets for four years. They'll hate his guts. By the time they're done with him, they'll 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 boo him and uh, boo him out of town. Speaking of famous players and your reputation and you know the Mets, the, another one I saw was Carlos Beltran. The last memory any Met fan has of that guy is him that's watching the curveball go over the plate against the Cardinals in the playoffs. And you think they're going to welcome this guy back to be the manager of the team? Right now, he's the number two candidate for the job. Then for number one, can you believe Brad Osmus? Jesus, what a disaster he's been as a manager. Send his ass back to the front office. He's had two jobs already. And he's terrible at both of them. How do you get another crack? I, he's He should be in the front office. Stop with all this other stuff. He's terrible. How about this one? Joe Espada, the Astros bench coach. There Bye. you go. That's who's going to get the job. Some bench coach for another team that they don't have to pay any money to. You just nailed it. What's his name there? Joe Espada. Get get ready for him on the dais a month from now over in Queens. Bob Guerin, Dodgers bench coach. John Givens, please, Jesus, are you kidding me? They're going to bring him out of the uh, retirement circuit? You know what? They wouldn't have to pay him much either. So, yeah, you could put him up there. He also. made a lot of money up in Toronto. That's why he'll take less to get back in the league. Joe Girardi. That's who they should hire. Joe Madden. They ain't going to pay him. Luis Rojas, their uh, quality control coach. You know what that you know means? What? That's, an even, that's right. a good one, too. In, in Portuguese, that means he's the guy that they can order around like a puppet. Luis Rojas. They'll make him the manager and order him around. He's already the quality control coach, so they'll, they'll have control of him. How about this one? Buck Showalter. Jesus. I mean, this is like hash browns, man. <laughs> They're just going to keep frying him. Bring him back. 
it wasn't he finally done? How about the one I heard the other day that Bochi retired and they're gonna he's gonna go back to San Diego? I mean, can anyone just retire and go and honestly go to Hawaii and smoke some fatties and just stay on the beach? Do it. Remember Don Nelson? Didn't he go there to Hawaii and he just he became a complete hippie? Remember the coach, the basketball coach? He's living out there, loving life. David Wright, Mets special advisor. I'm going to puke. If David Wright, if they give that job to David Wright, they should fold the franchise. <laughs> I mean to tell you. Can you imagine, Mavi, that's your team. How embarrassing is that? Seriously, you can't possibly want David Wright as your manager. I mean, the guy, didn't we just wash our hands of him with all the teary eyes and crying when he retired? Oh, my God. You know what? That's the way we're going right now. He's saying all these guys is basically they want to – the Mets especially. He'll, he'll we're talking about Callaway. He will. But the problem is we've talked about how New York, they want a big name. But at the same time, all these guys now want someone they can control. So the solution for them is a big-name player who doesn't have that experience, who hasn't done this before, where he could say, you know what, I might not know what I'm doing. Let me get some, you know – some information from these guys, some help, and the next thing you know, they're running the team the way they want. These guys are just puppets. I think they should um, hire Girardi flat out, plain and simple. And I think they should – wasn't he making like $6 million with the Yankees? Something like that? Did he make that kind of money, uh, Carver? Do you remember how much money he made with the Yankees? Probably around five. Okay, so he should work for about $3 million because he doesn't matter anymore. Okay, it's all in his head. That he matters, right? Because he managed uh, the Yankees for so long, it almost, do you think it like hurt him? Because no one's ever even sniffed him since he left the Yankees. I, I, I don't know. I mean, for all we know, if teams could have, and either his demands were too high or he is waiting for the right situation. I mean, there was a couple jobs open last year. I mean, who would want some of those well, jobs? Life's I mean, going to pass him by. Well, you know what? Look, he's got a World Series. He managed in New York for 10 years. Maybe, unless it's the situation is great, he's got money. You know, maybe he likes doing the the MLB network thing. There's no and way. Doing that and all that there's, stuff. There's no way that he likes yeah, doing But that. do you remember when he, the last two or three he's years. Already he's already said he wants to manage. But do you remember the last year or so he was the Yankee manager and how he looked after every game? Yeah. I mean, the guy looked just like he was just stressed shot, out. Shot. I mean. It's been a couple years. Probably feels a bit, little bit better. Uh, if you I don't was think the Mets, he I would handle the Mets job. Well, he's he's managed in New York, of course. No but problem. It, it's different though. Yankees and Mets are different. Well, yeah, because the Mets are losers. Right. Well, you know. <laughs> well, they are. But I just don't see the Mets shelling out what he's going to want. I, I think they. You know what? They got the, the, those two. Those owners that Wilpon. They're so just so cheesy. Just stop with all your BS. Everybody knows you're billionaires. Just give them the money. Give him to, what were they paying this other guy, a million? Give Girardi three million, be done with it, right? You cannot, you absolutely cannot give us Joe Espada or Luis Rojas. I swear to God, it, what reason on the face of the earth would you want to go see that baseball team if that was your manager? I mean, I know it doesn't matter who the manager is. Like, as you're a fan, you're sitting there drinking beer, having a hot dog and a box of popcorn. But I honestly... Wasn't Mickey Calloway enough to realize that the no-name hack managers they put in there, that you can't have it? Is that not enough of a lesson for you that you don't know what you're doing? Get someone in here that knows what he's doing, for God's sakes. 
it has to be Girardi. I mean, if I'm going to do it, I, I you know, I'm going to, you know, I guess I'd be willing to listen to the idea of Carlos Beltran as a high risk hire as a manager. I'd be willing to, I'd be willing to possibly discuss that deal if he was willing to, you know, sit down and and uh, go into that two to three million dollar window. Nothing. He's worth nothing more. The guy's never done it, so I don't want to hear. He should make a million too. The guy, a guy that's never done it, doesn't deserve three, four million. That's all there is to it. There's no team in baseball anymore that wants to pay some manager a ton of money. It's proven a pudding right now. They're doing it as we speak, right? And um, I think Madden's going to the Angels, and I think all those other jobs are wide open. I don't think Girardi wants the Padre job. I don't think he, you know. Uh, the, We've already talked about all these jobs, right? The Giants job, uh, the Padre job, the Royals job, the Cubs, the Pirates, uh, the Angels, and the Mets. I, you know, the Pirate jobs, it, it's uh, its quicksand. That's what that is. You go to Pittsburgh to be the manager. John Wayner, they've been talking about. He used to play for the Pirates. That He, he wants the job. And he's, like, uh, on the list of people that they're talking about, like, in Pittsburgh— I have seen, literally, he's not even on the list, but I've heard people in Pittsburgh talking about John Wayner. Let him be the manager. I mean, you know, I got no problem with John Wayner, but for God's sakes, they might as well have just kept Clint Hurdle. Honestly, like, what's the point of firing a guy that he has no chance to win <laughs> at all? And don't tell me they have a chance to win either because the Tampa Bay Rays win with no money. The bottom line is the Tampa Bay Rays have way better players than the Pirates. That's it, right? I mean, and the Pirates have given away every great player they have. Every great pitcher, every great position player. It doesn't matter who they are. They don't stay in Pittsburgh longer than uh, you can't even get a suntan. They're gone, right? So I don't want to hear it. The next guy to go will be Bell, right? And then uh, you know what amazes me is the Cole and Glass now and all these guys. And then um, the guy that, you know, uh, that ends up that we end up getting is Jamison Tyone. And what happens to him? His arm falls off, right? Can you imagine the one guy that they keep, his arm falls off? Seriously, they, if they didn't have luck, they wouldn't. They shouldn't even have a casino down the street from the ballpark because of the bad luck they got. Because if you go down into that casino, you're just getting some of their rub off. They run off like the water run off. They got bad luck run off coming out of PNC. Don't even tell me I'm wrong either. I've been a Pirate fan my whole life. I love them. So I'm allowed to tell you that my team sucks, okay? And I'm real good at it. John Wayner, Jesus, what's he doing? Where'd they find him, in the woods? Honestly, no offense. I don't know the guy from Adam, but no offense. But honestly, when I saw that, the first thing I went, (laughs) the first thing I did. I mean, honestly, do you remember when I said I was joking, but now I'm not. I I wanted the Padre manager's job. Now I want the pirate manager job. I'm in the running, Carver High. Send my resume over to the uh, Nuttings. Send it over to, uh, what's the guy's name, Huntington uh, Learning Centers. Hometown boy comes home and does good. The big, you know, come on. Why not? What's the difference? If John Wayner can do it, don't tell me I can't. He sucked as a player anyway. No, with him being uh, the lead candidate for that position, uh, it should open it up to a lot more names. I mean, honestly. Honestly, the guy, the the owner of Permani Brothers should be the manager of the Pirates because he's more popular. The guy that makes the sandwiches. He's more popular than anybody in the organization. I mean, uh, honestly. 
Seriously, I mean, couldn't they get like, uh, what about uh, uh, Franco Harris or Rocky Blyer? They're sitting around, they're retired. Maybe, do they do baseball on the side? I mean, Franco could do it. He's still in decent shape for an old guy. Let him manage him. Bring back Barry Bonds. Oh, they'd have great juice connections. I mean, everybody get just the, the cream and clear. We'd be good to go. Jesus. I mean, honestly, <laughs> Joe Espada and Luis Rojas. I have seen it all. 855-212-4CBS is for all to match. This is CBS Sports Radio. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.